welcome to The Behavioral Switch. I'm your host, Elizabeth Krantz, published author, behavioral therapist, graduate student, and the behavioral mindset coach. Let's change our lives one behavior modification at a time. Welcome to The Behavioral Switch. I am so excited that you've decided to join me on this incredible journey. This first episode is an introduction to me and everything The Behavioral Switch has to offer. Again, my name is Elizabeth Krantz and I am privileged to be your host. I was born and raised in Alexandria, Virginia. I graduated this past May with my bachelor's degree in psychology with a minor in global studies from Liberty University. I did quite a lot while I was pursuing my undergrad. When I was a freshman, I joined a research team led by the psychology and theater departments. I was the youngest researcher of the team. All of the other girls were in their 20s and graduating, uh, but we were studying the phenomenology of drama therapy, which is a very fancy way of saying we were learning more about this new wave in therapy. Drama therapy combines the exercises of role play and other theatrical techniques of therapy, usually from a psychoanalytic viewpoint. At the time that I joined, I was actually studying to become a drama therapist myself. My plan was to pursue a doctorate in drama therapy and become one of Virginia's first drama therapists. My plans have since changed, but the work was amazing. We traveled all over the country studying this phenomenon, going into juvenile detention centers, homeless shelters, you name it. At the beginning of my sophomore year, I found myself the last remaining team member. My professor told me that I had two options, take over as the team leader or let this entire project dissolve. I of course couldn't let the opportunity pass, so I became one of Liberty's youngest research team leaders of that year. We rounded up a pretty big group of students to join the team, which I would later come to realize was probably not the best idea. We spent the better half of the year trying to come up with an experiment, however, when we finally decided on what we were going to do, there wasn't enough time to actually implement it. For those of you who are curious, we decided to test if using reminiscence theater, plays based off of memories, could improve the cognitive functioning of memory in elderly populations suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's. We were going to have four groups, a control group, independent living, assisted living, and memory impaired. I filled out all the RB forms, wrote the literature review, drafted the proposal, received permission from the elderly center, etc. But with everyone's schedules being so drastically different, we never actually got to do it. We ended up submitting a theoretical proposal for research week and we won third place. The original plan was to actually do the experiment once the following fall semester started, but I decided to study abroad in Costa Rica. Now, I know everyone who studies abroad comes back and is like, oh, well, my life has changed. I'm a different person now, blah, blah, blah. But for me, that was so true. I will admit I went to Costa Rica originally for the wrong reasons. <clears throat> a boy. <clears throat> but it ended up being the exact experience I needed to fully break out of my shell, praise God. Honestly, if it were not for my experience there, I truly do not know where I would be or more importantly, who I would be. My most transformative experience was working in the men's prison in Alajuela, conducting conflict resolution workshops. The men were so eager to learn and excited to participate, 
At the end of the workshops, one of the men gave me one of the only books he had in the prison, and he gave it to me because I was the first person in a very long time to treat him as an equal. It was in that moment I had a change of career paths. I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to help people like this man. While in Costa Rica, I finally understood how everything in this universe connects. Our minds, our bodies, and nature are all connected through the frequencies and vibrations and circle of life that have been purposefully created by the divine creator. I can honestly say I came back a different person than when I had left. When I came back from Costa Rica, I found myself completely broke. So broke. I knew going back to Liberty was not the right choice for me, and I decided to switch to online classes and move back home. I started working in a restaurant downtown, which at first I was so reluctant to do. I know I am not called for industry work, but thank God for those who are. Working at that restaurant was exactly where I needed to be. I was given leadership opportunities, formed a new community of friends and support when I needed it most, and I met the love of my life. All things came together for the greater good. Then COVID hit. <laughs> I moved into my first apartment literally the day before the United States went into lockdown. I was faced with a new uncertainty. I had just moved into this apartment and I had no idea if I still had a job to pay for it. Thankfully, God is always good, and the owner ended up paying every single employee a livable wage to make it through the pandemic before the restaurant could reopen again. My boyfriend and I actually got COVID right after Christmas. Thankfully for us, it was an incredibly mild case. We both lost our sense of taste and smell and had some fatigue, but that was the extent of it. Since then, I have graduated with my degree, as I've said before. I've worked a few different jobs. Uh, I was an intern at a behavioral therapy center in Lynchburg. I tried my hand at Mary Kay. I worked in retail and I worked as a counselor for a young adult camp for young adults on the autism spectrum. I currently work as a behavioral therapist, but I am an author and the behavioral life mindset coach. Some fun facts about me. I am an army brat. Both of my parents served in the army. I have a brother on the autism spectrum. Pugs are my most absolute favorite dogs in the world. My zodiac sign is a cancer, and I grew up in the pageant circuit competing for the Miss America and the Miss USA organizations. Oh, and I wrote, edited, and published my first book. It's called More Than a Conqueror, and it is available on Amazon. Shameless little plug there. Now that's me. <laughs> Let's get down to business and talk about what you're really here for, behavioral psychology. The greatest takeaway I had when I took behavior modification in school was just how easy it is to manipulate the mind. Usually when I tell people that, they look at me like I'm crazy, but hear me out. How does a child learn not to touch a hot stove? The child has to get burned. The negative consequence of that burned finger tells the brain, hey, don't do that again. In the same way, when a child asks for a cookie and uses the word please, and better yet receives the cookie, the positive consequence of asking politely resulted in the child learning that asking politely will more than likely get her a cookie another time. We have been conditioned since infancy to behave in certain ways, and some of us have never even realized it. How does someone form a habit or a routine? Repetition. In high school, I would wake up at 6.15 a.m. every single day. I'd make a cup of coffee, watch whatever sermon my parents had playing on TV. Then I would brush my teeth, change, put together my backpack, pack a change of clothes if I had rehearsal after school, and my dad would drop me off at school. When I got to college, I formed the habit of waking up at 5 a.m. every day. 
going to the gym, getting a smoothie, showering, changing, putting on some makeup, gathering my backpack, and then heading to classes. Routines and habits are formed by repetition. So great kind of um, everyday example. If you want to start getting to the gym, you have to, you guessed it, get yourself to the gym. Most people start off really well, right? They get to the gym at the designated time they've set for themselves, buy new workout clothes, pin the best smoothie recipes on Pinterest, buy pre-workout and whey protein at the vitamin store, and for maybe three days are on schedule. But then they miss a day. They tell themselves, oh, no worries, I'll go tomorrow. Tomorrow comes and they don't go. Two weeks pass and they find themselves asking where they went wrong. The problem is not necessarily discipline, though that definitely plays into it. The problem is lack of motivation and understanding what motivates us. This is where behavioral sight comes into play. In order for a behavior to continue, it must be reinforced. A reinforcer can literally be anything. Seeing the number drop on the scale can be a reinforcer. Dropping a pant size can be a reinforcer. Verbal praise, a cheat meal after three successful days, or internal satisfaction can all be reinforcers. The problem that a lot of people have in this specific scenario is that people are modeling how they should act and be based on other people rather than looking interpersonally to see what is motivating. If you've ever thought to yourself, wow, if I could just do XYZ like that person, then I can be XYZ or do XYZ, then you fall into this category. Heck, I've done that plenty of times. What motivates you will not be the same for the next person. Everyone is unique. In the behavioral switch, we will be talking about subjects just like this. We are going to start off by dedicating a podcast to each of the founding members of behavioral psychology. We can't truly understand behavioral psych and how we can use it to our benefit if we do not understand the history and why there was such a need for the School of Psychology. We are going to be talking about unethical experimentations of the late 60s and early 70s before laws were implemented to protect human privacy and dignity. We are going to discuss behavioral basics such as reinforcements, consequences, punishment, shaping, and extinguishment. These will be the fundamental principles to pay attention to. Then we'll get into the big topics, how to form healthy habits, behavioral psych as related to our fitness, relationships, etc., spirituality, setting and meeting goals, finding the right motivation, understanding our unique personalities, our hierarchy or needs, setting boundaries, and so much more. Make sure you like, follow, download, leave a a comment, whatever you got to do to keep up with the behavioral switch. Take a screenshot of the podcast and post it. Don't forget to tag me at the burgundy underscore rose. I love to see who's following along. If you have a question or request for a podcast or you'd like to work with me, I offer free 30-minute calls. Just email thebehavioralswitch at gmail.com. I'm so excited you're here with me. Thank you for joining me on the behavioral switch. Join me next week with our founding father, number one, Ivan Pavlov. Thank you.